Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Justice Matters with former federal prosecutor and MSNBC analyst Glenn Kirchner. Today's podcast features a few quick stories. The first is about Donald Trump's gag order. Here's Glenn. So friends, let's take on three quick legal updates. First, Trump's New York gag order is back on. Here's the new reporting from CNN. Headline, New York appeals court reinstates gag order against Donald Trump in civil fraud trial. And that article begins, a New York appellate court has reinstated a gag order prohibiting former President Donald Trump and attorneys from making public statements about the courtroom staff in the ongoing $250 million civil fraud trial. Judge Arthur N. Goron originally issued the order barring Trump from making public statements about his court's staff after Trump made numerous comments about a clerk who Trump says is biased against him. Hundreds of threats against Ngoron and the law clerk were made public last week. Ngoron's clerk has received 20 to 30 calls per day to her personal cell phone and 30 to 50 messages daily on social media platforms and two personal email addresses, according to court papers. And this from the appellate court opinion, quote, now, Upon reading and filing the papers with respect to the motion, and due deliberation having been had thereon, it is ordered that the motion is denied. The interim relief granted by order of a justice of this court dated November 16, 2023 is hereby vacated, the latest appellate ruling says. The appeals court paused the gag order earlier this month, but on Thursday said it should be restored while the official appeal is pending. This from the judge. Quote, I intend to enforce gag orders rigorously and vigorously. I wanna make sure that counsel informs their client of the fact that the stay was vacated, the judge said. Now friends, it's good that the gag order was reimposed, but you know, the horse is already out of the barn. Donald Trump already posted the clerk's name posted the clerk's picture, launched all kinds of attacks on the clerk, and of course Donald Trump's foot soldiers responded with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of vile and vulgar threats. In fact, there's a unit in New York that is responsible for investigating judicial threats, and the Judicial Threats Assessment Unit assessed that many of these threats against Judge Ngoron's clerk were credible threats, serious threats, dangerous threats. So yeah, the horse is already out of the barn. 
still, I'm glad the gag order was reimposed. And now the only question is, what will Judge and Goron do when, not if, when Donald Trump violates the gag order again? Coming up next, some text messages from lawmakers about Trump's effort to overturn the 2020 election are coming to light. Glenn gives the details next on Justice Matters. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Newly unsealed records are now providing more insight into Congressman Scott Perry's role in helping Trump to overthrow the 2020 election. Glenn says it's time the Justice Department indicts him. Okay, let's move on to legal update number two. Congressman Scott Pardon Me Perry's conspiracy is showing. Here's the new reporting from CNN. Headline, Scott Perry's texts reveal details about efforts to overturn Trump's loss in 2020. And that article begins, as Representative Scott Perry was making clear he wanted to contest Donald Trump's loss of the presidency in the 2020 election, his conversations with a Justice Department official took him inside the then president's management of the agency. Perry's text messages revealed for the first time in court filings on Wednesday, included several communications in late December 2020 and early January 2021 with DOJ's Jeffrey Clark, a Trump appointee sympathetic to contesting the election as Trump considered installing Clark as attorney general. Perry texted Clark, quote, POTUS seems very happy with your response. I read it just as you dictated, according to court records. Then Clark responded, I'm praying. This makes me quite nervous and wonder if I'm worthy or ready. Quote, you are the man. I have confirmed it, Perry wrote back, late at night on December 30th, 2020. Quote, God does what he does for a reason. The messages represent the never-before-seen extent to which Perry and Clark discussed Clark's ascendance in Trump's sphere as the then-president sought ways to hold on to his elected office. And remember, friends, Jeffrey Clark, former high DOJ official, Jeffrey Clark is now an indicted co-conspirator with Donald Trump in the Georgia RICO case. He's one of Donald Trump's criminal associates, one of his 
co-defendants. Remember Jeffrey Clark joined Trump's conspiracy to try to overturn the results of the 2020 election? And Jeffrey Clark went about weaponizing, corrupting and weaponizing the Department of Justice. He took one step in the direction of trying to consummate the crime, what we call an overt act, by drafting letters to the battleground states, essentially urging them to, you know, go the fake elector route, right? That's one way to keep Trump in power. And he falsely represented in those draft letters that, yeah, oh, DOJ has grave concerns about election fraud. No, it didn't. There was no factual or legal support for that. So yes, Jeffrey Clark was one of Donald Trump's criminal associates, co-conspirators, and he is now a formally indicted co-defendant in the RICO prosecution in Georgia. And this is the guy that Scott, pardon me, Perry, was trying to help install as the acting attorney general to help Donald Trump corruptly retain power. So the only question I have based on this new revelation is for DOJ. Are you ready to indict Scott, pardon me, Perry yet? Why do I call him Scott, pardon me, Perry? Because he requested a presidential pardon. Why? Undoubtedly, because he knew he'd committed crimes on and around January 6th and he wanted to get away with those crimes. And you know what we call these kind of text messages, these written communications back and forth between Scott Perry and Jeffrey Clark? We call them co-conspirator statements made during the course of and in furtherance of the conspiracy to criminally keep Donald Trump in power. And those co-conspirator statements are admissible against all members of the conspiracy. So DOJ, it just kind of feels like it might be time to indict Scott, pardon me, Perry. Let's move on to legal update number three. Friends, who knows Matt Gates? Kevin McCarthy knows Matt Gates. Here's some new reporting about that. From the Business Insider, headline, ousted former Speaker Kevin McCarthy says fellow GOP representative Matt Gates belongs in jail. And that article begins, it's been nearly two months since former Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy was ousted from his leadership role after fellow Republican representative Matt Gates forced a House vote on the matter and there's clearly still bad blood between the two legislators. In an interview with Politico, McCarthy said he thinks Gates is more fit for a penitentiary than an office at the Capitol. Asked about the fact that there were no Florida representatives in positions of leadership, McCarthy explained there's a cross-section of members from the Sunshine State. Quote, you have Gates, McCarthy said, who belongs in jail, and you have serious members, close quote. Kevin McCarthy knows Matt Gates, knows what he's done, probably knows figuratively where the bodies are buried. And Kevin McCarthy's opinion is that Matt Gates is more fit 
for a penitentiary than for Congress, and he, quote, belongs in jail. You know, DOJ, maybe you should talk to Kevin McCarthy about the apparent crimes of Matt Gates, because, you know, justice matters. Friends, as always, please stay safe, please stay tuned, and I look forward to talking with you all again soon. For more on Glenn, go to Glenn Kirshner 2 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. This is Justice Matters.